Coming up on Locked on Dodgers, it was Freddie Freeman's birthday, and he thought, hey, it's my party, and I'll make you cry if I want to. Uh, he had four hits against the Padres. The rest of the offense pitched into Dodgers bounced back from a stupid loss the day before to pound the Padres 11-2. to Lance Lynn went seven innings, showed some signs of progress. Wasn't great necessarily, but was much better than he's been the last couple times out. And then Kyle Hurt. We didn't even get a chance to talk about Kyle Hurt being called up before he made his debut and looked really, really good. So a lot of fun stuff to talk about. So let's get locked on Dodgers. You are locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, the show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go ahead and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now. Then you could be an everydayer just like we are. If this is your first time with us, I am Jeff Snyder. That guy next to me is Vince Samperio. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans just like you are. We've also both, spent, also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. And it's going to be a fun episode today because there was a lot of good things happened for the Dodgers on Tuesday night. Uh, I never know what day it is. Um, Freddie Freeman had a birthday and decided to celebrate by going four for five. Uh, hit his 55th double of the season, his 26th homer, I believe, of the season. Um, and uh, first time he's ever had four hits on his birthday. He had had three hits three other times in his career. Uh, Will Smith had a homer and a double, looked good. Kike Hernandez had a couple hits. Uh, the offense just got the job done. And uh, I, I think we'll – so just to lay out the episode, we're going to talk about Lance Lynn in the second segment. We're going to talk about Kyle Hurt in the, in the third segment. So just focusing on the offense here. Yesterday on Monday, the Dodgers jumped out to a pretty good lead and weren't able to stretch that lead and ended up costing them. Uh, in this game on Tuesday, it seemed like they uh, were aware of that and didn't let their foot off the gas at all. Yeah, and you know that's kind of one thing with the Dodger offense that, and I probably any team, not every team, but a lot of good teams that you watch. You probably feel like you know there's a flaw in the offense or whatever the case is. With the Dodgers, they seem to get runs early and often, and then sometimes they seem to go stagnant, um, particularly in the playoffs. Like they've kind of let starting pitchers off the ropes early in the game, and then kind of go quiet after that. Uh, but they didn't do that yesterday, and they and they kept putting it on. And you know, obviously Freddie was a big part of that. Four hits throughout the night. You know, had the home run on his on his birthday and jersey giveaway. So. That was good. You know, really good to see Will Smith get some ba extra base hits. You know, he's been kind of scuffling of late, hit the home run. You know, Michael Walker has struggled his last few starts, but overall, like on the season, he's had, you know, pretty decent numbers and probably been one of the Padres' better starters. And, you know, they were patient. They, they drew six walks. They only struck, struck out eight times. It was pretty much an all-offensive game for them. And, you know, to put up as many runs as they did and to keep continuing to put them on as the game went on. I mean, they got runs in the first, third, fourth, seventh, and eighth. So not bad. Yeah. And, and yeah, like you said, Waka has had a pretty good season. He, he's got good stuff and uh, it's been kind of a pleasant surprise for the Padres this year. 
Uh, but a lot of pleasant surprises turn unpleasant when they face the Dodgers. Uh, it felt a little bit bad that they tacked on against old friend Rich Hill. We got news earlier in the day that he's probably been placed on waivers by the Padres. He wouldn't be eligible to pitch in the postseason if a postseason team does pick him up, but he could help the team get through the regular season. Probably won't be the Dodgers. Uh, you know, we probably don't need to talk to Andrew Friedman for a long time before the game today, but I don't think it was about that. Yeah. And, and you know, may, maybe, uh, maybe if, the, if he clears waivers and the Padres just decide to release him, maybe then at that point where it costs even less to sign him, but uh, yeah, the Dodgers definitely have postseason guys that they need to be looking at. And so probably not Rich Hill uh, necessarily, uh, but yeah, like, Will Smith. Let's talk about Will Smith a little bit. It was good to see him break out because, you know, and it's hard to call one game a breakout. We won't know if it was a breakout until and unless he he keeps it going. But a double, his first time up, a three-run homer later. Uh, Smith Smith is one guy who just kind of in the back of my head, I've been like, okay, time to pick things up, Will. You know, we, we as long as he's hot by the postseason, that's all that really matters to me. But, you know, I, I'd have more confidence in that if he can get hot these last couple of weeks kind of get back to swinging the bat well. I think we're at the point in the season where we don't have to worry about him going all the way into another bad cycle. If he could pick things up now, should stay hot through the postseason. Uh, because Smith's a very good hitter, and it's been a little bit baffling the last month or two to see him struggle so badly. So I, I was pretty happy to see him do some good stuff. Yeah, I mean, look at you know his season OPS is 815 or 817 after last night's game. But he's been OPSing under, you know, around 700 or under 700, um, around 700, under 700, depending on how far back you go. So it's been a while that he's been kind of out of it, especially offensively, you know, hasn't been contributing as much as he did before. He has just four home runs in the last month. He struck out 23 times. You know, he it, it's been a little bit of a struggle comparatively to what we're used to. But like you said, it, it's been one where, everyone else has kind of held up that end of the deal and they haven't really hurt from it. Obviously the month of September hasn't been as good as the month of August, but you know, he was struggling in August as well and they were able to get through it. So I would expect, you know, maybe we see a little bit more Austin Barnes here over the last couple of weeks, unless, you know, Will Smith wants to be in there in order to get the bat going or keep it going, you know, depending on how this night works. But yeah, that's one guy that's going to be a big key in October, you know, obviously along with everyone else, but you know, that's your number three hitter. He's got to be hitting. Yeah. Coming into this game, I was n not worried because, as we've talked about many times, this series really is meaningless. The Dodgers are going to win the division. They're not going to get the one number one seed in the National League. This is, you know, as close to a meaningless series you as you can get before an actual clinch has happened. Um, but it is still, you know, th there's a little bit of a pride thing. The Dodgers and Padres have somewhat of a rivalry, uh, not as much of a rivalry as it would be if the Padres could uh, put together a consistently good team. But, you know, they, there's a little bit of that little brother aspect there. There was the the Clayton Kershaw scoreboard stuff earlier this year. And so there's, you know, you never want to lose to any team in your division. And the Padres might be at the top of the list right now of teams you don't want to lose to in your division just for for reasons. And, uh, and so after the Dodgers lost that game on Monday that they shouldn't have lost, and then knowing that they were going – Michael Walker against Lance Lynn, like uh, two guys who – were teammates on the, the Cardinals uh, making the Dodgers cry 10 years or so ago. Uh, and it seemed like there was potential for it to be a mismatch uh, in the other direction. But instead, the Dodgers offense said, no, we got this. And uh, it was 
it was the kind of offense, offensive performance we're hoping to see in October. And it was good to see them show up in a game like this that, while not having any real meaning, was still close enough that they could convince themselves it was important and really come out guns blazing. Yeah, especially, you know, after yesterday, they the offense put up seven runs early on, then kind of went quiet. And, you know, obviously we, we know what, what happened as the game went later. But for the Dodgers today, like, you know, the, the offense wasn't the issue yesterday. It just ended up being, you know, kind of a prisoner of the moment because they didn't score after, you know, early in the game. This one, they kept it going. And, you know, regardless of who they're playing, like they don't face many good teams the rest of the way. They'll play the Mariners this weekend who've been struggling a little bit. And then you got like Tigers and Rockies and, you know, Giants who are, you know, good, but they don't really have anybody's spectacular so, like, you know, they got to get in where they can, and uh, you're going to feel a little bit better if the Dodgers are putting up, you know, five, six, seven, eleven 11 runs a game. Yeah, absolutely. Tro- trouble with my mute button. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, so great game for the Dodgers offense. It was a solid game for Lance Lynn, the starting pitcher. We're going to come back in a minute. We're going to talk about his performance and uh, what it may or may not mean for his uh, future in the postseason. So thanks for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning, and please keep it Locked On Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Hey, we're back. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Especially want to thank our everydayers, those of you who watch or listen every weekday morning. We really appreciate you. If you want to be an everydayer, it's a really easy club to join. All you got to do is watch or listen every weekday morning. And uh, we're not going to check your history. If you miss one once in a while, you know, no big deal. But uh, try to do it every day. And, you know, if you really don't have time, just hit play on your phone and set it aside and do whatever you're doing. You can do it, you know. We, we don't care if you listen. We just want the numbers. No, we do care if you listen. We love talking Dodgers with you guys. I also want to remind you, you can catch every Dodgers broadcast of every game on SiriusXM or the SXM app by searching for Dodgers. You can also listen to this podcast on the SXM app by searching for Locked On Dodgers. And one last reminder, want to remind you, if you're watching this on YouTube, we'd love to hear your thoughts in the YouTube comments section. If you are listening on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you through other means, which we'll give you at the end of the show, like we always do. Uh, Lance Lynn has struggled a lot his last few starts. Uh, Last three starts have been bad, uh, including not getting... uh, Hardly any strikeouts, like one strikeout per game in each of the last three starts. Total of three strikeouts in 15 innings and uh, and giving up way too many home runs. And both of those aspects of his game were better on Tuesday night. He only gave up one home run. It was a solo home run. And he struck out three in seven innings, which is you know almost twice as good a rate as his last three starts. Still not what we're looking for necessarily. And he... He had a lot of traffic. First two batters of the game got on base. He got out of that jam. Later, he loaded the bases with no outs. And uh, I feel like Trent Grisham did the Dodgers a favor. He tried to 
lay down a bunt and he bunted it way too hard. And so he did get a run in, but he bunted it right to Max Muncy at third base, who was able to step on third for a force. And now you've got, yeah, there's a run in, but it's first and second one out. And they were able to get out of that inning. And then he, he was never really in much trouble after that. Overall, he allowed five hits and two walks in seven innings, but only the three strikeouts and, and still maybe wasn't as efficient as we'd like to see in putting guys away. He, he, it took him 111 pitches to go those seven innings. All in all, Vince, I'd say a step forward, but probably not yet to the point where we are thrilled about him starting an important postseason game. Yeah, if this start hadn't come off the last couple starts, then I think we're fine. Like, we're fine. Like, this has been that was typical Lance Land when they first, you know, when he first came over, gave us some whole solo home runs, you know, didn't strike out, you know, three was still a little bit low, but didn't strike out a ton and, you know, made it work and gave them length, which is all we asked for before. Unfortunately, you know, there was been some injuries and things that occurred and people not coming back when we thought they were coming back since Lance Lynn was acquired at the deadline. So the length has now become, okay, we, we're going to need you in October. And, yeah, you don't feel 100% confident yet. You know, the Padres have some really good players on offense. And, you know, as we saw yesterday, it, it's they can put up runs in bunches and they can put up a lot of runs, you know, and, and they've done it throughout the season as well. It just hasn't quite come in the way they wanted it to be. So all in all, it's a good night. Like the results were there. He got it done. You know, whatever the case, he gave him seven innings. But, yeah, I think it's one of those where you don't feel great about it. Um, but, you know, I think you don't feel great if you think about the Braves, like probably more than anything. I don't feel there's anyone else in the National League offensively. Maybe the Phillies, but they're probably not going to play the Phillies unless it's in the NFCS. So, like, the NFCS is more worrisome for Lance Lynn than whoever they're going to face in the first round. Obviously, yes, they can get to him or whatever. You know, obviously, that's a, that's a given. But it, it kind of comes down to more powerful offenses for me. Yeah, and uh, you just made all the exact points I was going to make. That The Padres do hit pretty – I mean, Fernando Tatis, Juan Soto, Manny Machado – Xander Bogarts, that is potentially as good a four straight batters as you're going to find in baseball, you know, maybe not consistently this year, but I mean, those, and they put up 11 runs yesterday. They, they, they have potential to be very good. And so, yeah, this version of Lance Lynn, I'd feel fine with in game three of the NLDS against, you know, either the Brewers or the D-backs or whoever it is, um, because those aren't offensive juggernauts. It, it really is more the concern in the NLCS and uh, you know, we'll, we'll take it one series at a time. And, and honestly with how things have gone feeling okay about Lynn for an NLDS game is, is definitely a step forward, a step in the right direction. Yeah. And the other part, you know, lack of strikeouts is obviously always going to be concerning, but what he had done the last few starts was put guys on base, uh, you know, free passes. He only walked two guys last night. So that was an improvement. And, you know, that's why the one home run was that didn't end up hurting too much because it was a solo home run. The Dodgers were already up by, you know, six runs at that point. So it wasn't bad. So, yeah, if he can, you know, and Robert said it before the game, like they're looking, they were looking for Lance Lynn to fill up the strike zone. And he hasn't done that, you know, hasn't gone deep in the last three start or two starts and kind of the, third, the one before that. So they needed him to get deep into the game. And 
they pushed him because he was at 100 pitches after coming out of the sixth inning. And he thought, okay, well, you know, six innings, you know, Kyle Hurt, who's supposed to be here for uh, to help out the Dodgers, probably going to close this one out or at least go two. Uh, he did end up going two, but he ended up going the eighth and ninth because Lanthan came back out and, and you know, got the, final, got the last three outs there in the seventh inning. Probably another conversation for another day, Max Muncy's defense, because he did make an error in that seventh inning that could have, you know, extended it or got the Dodgers into their bullpen. Uh, but Lance Lynn ended up pitching around it. So, yeah, like I said, it, it's – you feel comfortable if he's the number three guy and in the, in the DS for sure. And then in the CS, you're just hoping that the day he pitches, the offense also shows up. Yeah, he threw 64 strikes out of his 111 pitches, which I think mathematically that would be, what, 47 balls. So 64 or 47 isn't quite what we're looking for. So I, I think that's the next step we're looking for in his next start is – he did seem to get more aggressive in the strike zone later in the game. Uh, I think when he realized, okay, my pitch count's getting up, I need to show Dave Roberts that I should still be in this game. And so, you know, maybe maybe that'll flip a switch for him, and he can come out with that aggressiveness right out of the bat, uh, out of the gate, his his next start because that that's what they need to see. If he can throw strikes, and you know, so that the home runs he does give up are solo homers. Um, and get some swing and miss. That's all we're really looking for. Yeah, the one interesting thing, he got at least one swing and miss on five different types of pitches last night. You know, that's, that's pretty – the fact not a lot of people have five different types of pitches, uh, let alone get swings and misses in all of them. So, you know, maybe he's also trying to – I don't remember him throwing, at, you know, the whole repertoire. He's thrown here and there. You know, he's probably thrown every one of those pitches, but he threw at least every pitch five times, you know, still forcing sinker cutter was his main ones, but you know, maybe he's trying something. Yeah. Yeah. Only 10 swings and misses total, but yeah, five different pitches. So, uh, and, and you know, that's, that's the way this sh- start should have been him playing with things, trying to figure out, okay, how can I get to where I need to be to help this team in October? Because yeah, they're going to need him. Not quite as impressive as the next guy we're going to talk about on the mound, though. Yeah, that's what we call a segue. Uh, We got news on Tuesday late morning, I think, that uh, the Dodgers were calling up Kyle Hurt from AAA. We talked the other day about the possibility that he could make his way onto the Dodgers postseason roster. Those chances definitely went up by him being on the active roster in, uh, in September. And the chances went up even more when we saw him pitch for the first time. So... We'll be back to talk about Kyle Hurt and his major league debut. So thanks for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen, and please keep it Locked on Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains are fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment you need. I have a wife and three kids, and we try to be as prepared as possible for emergencies, but medicine has always been a concern of mine. Jace Medical is the solution. Just fill out their online form and one of their board certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. I did this the other day and it was quick and painless, just a few minutes, a follow-up email from a local doctor licensed to prescribe medicine in my state, and boom, I was done. Then they send your prescriptions to one of their partner pharmacies where your Jace order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. And not only this, you can send your Jace Medical physician a message for answers to treatment related to the, to the medicine anytime. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. 
and save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using our code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Hey, we're back. Thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember to listen to every Dodgers radio broadcast on SiriusXM and the SXM app by searching for Dodgers. And uh, yeah, thanks for being here every day if you are. If you're not, you know, thanks for being here today and you know, pick up the pace a little, bro. Um, or sis, or, you know, whatever. Um, we, we're glad that all Dodger fans are here and uh, we're especially glad we could talk about Kyle Hurt like I said, we got news on Tuesday that they were calling him up and uh, he got into the game immediately. Lance Lynn went seven innings and then Kyle Hurt finished it off through the last two innings. And what a way to make your major league debut by saying, hey, first three batters you're going to face in your career, Fernando Tatis, Juan Soto, and Manny Machado. And he said, no big deal. And he got them all out. And then he said, go back out for the ninth inning too. And he said, okay, I'll take a step up and I'll strike them all out. So one, two, three, eighth inning, and then three straight strikeouts in the ninth inning. About as good as we could have hoped for from a, a guy making his major league debut. Yeah, not bad at all. And in a little bit of a roller coaster day, just because we got the news that he was getting called up, you know, immediately we think, oh, he's going to get a shot, you know, looking at a look at October, you know, maybe NC Almonte is not progressing like they want, you know, Joe Kelly's supposed to come back, but, you know, they don't want to give themselves another look at somebody. And then before the game day, Robert says, you know, we basically need some guy. We need an arm the next couple of nights. That's really what he's here for, not necessarily an October look. And then he goes out there and does what he does. And then you're like, well, and, you know, even Dave Roberts admits, you know, that it was special. So, you know, maybe they do give him a look. And it's, it, you know, we've seen guys, who was it earlier this year, Taylor Scott or one of those guys, or I think the guy we traded to the Red Sox who came out against the Orioles Nick or Robertson. whoever. Yeah, Nick Robertson, and had a really good outing. We're like, oh, maybe this guy, and we quickly learned that he wasn't, but he wasn't a t- he wasn't like a prospect in it, and so it's not, you know, this is more impressive because this is what he does. He get he gets guy he strikes guys out, and, and he didn't, you know, he has command issues, but he didn't have them last night, and, you know, the changeup, the, the, the last pitch to end the game was just, you know, you're, no, you're, nobody's touching that, and it was, you know, it, it does get you excited, and it, you know, you do think. You know, I saw. I think I saw a tweet with like Francis, like Kyle Hurt in a month, and it's Francisco Rodriguez from the Angels run in two thousand two. And you know, we've seen things like you know David Price with the Rays that one year they didn't win it all, but they made it. You know, he he had a a run there in, in relief, and you know, it's hard not to think about that, especially you know he came in and got six swings and misses on fourteen swings. Four of them via that changeup, and two of them via the fastball. Like it, it's, it was impressive, and it wasn't oh, you know, the A's or you know somebody that was. It was Tatis and Soto and Machado, and you know, was it an eleven-two game? Maybe were they as focused as they could be? Maybe not, but it, you know, it's still there's still guys that if someone else went up there checking, they probably wouldn't have done, you know, gone down win order like they did. So, you know, yeah. it's hard not to get too excited and temper yourself, but. It did look really good. Yeah, 24 pitches, 19 strikes. So the command problems were not there at all. Uh, really, like, I I only remember one pitch that uh, I would say was a bad pitch, and that was uh, actually set up a, a strikeout. The 0-2 pitch to Grisham, I think it was. Um, 
let me look. Did he get Grisham? Yeah, change up for swing strike. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, fastball for a call strike, change up for a swing strike. And not only two, he threw a change up that got way too much of the plate and Grisham fouled it off. But then that set up the swinging strikeout. And so he, he got away with one mistake. Other than that, like I'll take one mistake out of 24 pitches from, from a guy making his major league, major league debut any day. And uh, like you said, he is a guy we expect good things from. When, when it was Nick Robertson, we were like, oh, that was a pleasant surprise. When it was Gus Varland, it's like, oh, there's a pleasant surprise. Th- this is Kyle Hurt, who when the Dodgers traded for him, he was in the, the Dylan Floro, Alex Vesia trade. He was the other guy besides Vesia coming from the Marlins. And it was, even at the time, it was, here's a guy with a big arm who has not been able to put it together for any success in the minor leagues. And that is... Like he might as well have had a Dodgers shirt on already. Like that is what the Dodgers do. They take guys with big arms and say, Hey, let me turn that big arm into a great pitcher. And, uh, and that's what they've done. Like you can see almost immediately the turnaround in his career since he came to the Dodgers organization and last year and this year, he has been outstanding highest strikeout rate in the minor leagues this year. And, uh, so, so when he came in and got the three, contact outs nine pitches three outs against three tough hitters but no strikeouts it's like okay well there there's that adjustment to the big leagues and then he's like well but i can still strike guys out too you know and, and uh i mean the change up you know how i feel about change-ups vince it's why i love ryan pepio and gavin stone um and and it's it's my favorite bobby miller pitch too is change up and so kyle her change up was <laughs> like it, it just makes me smile. I, I love a good changeup. I love, like, I feel like changeups have the most potential to make a major league hitter look silly of any pitch. And and he had a changeup that it's going to make some major league hitters look silly. And uh, combine it with a high 90s fastball. And and wow, like, there, there's a lot of potential. And I feel comfortable saying uh, Kyle Hurt is definitely – like I think Dave Roberts was underplaying it on purpose. You know, I think it won't surprise anybody here that he may not have been totally honest with the media about something. Uh, I think it's pretty clear that Kyle Hurt is on the radar for October, and he's even more on the radar now after this game. And uh, I expect him to get eight or ten appearances the rest of the you know total in the big leagues. And if he pitches anything like he did in this game, uh, he's absolutely a factor for October. Yeah, and I I hope that's the case. You know, you, they do have uh, Joe Kelly coming back supposedly on Wednesday. They mentioned, you know, Michael Grove maybe coming back this weekend. And realistically, there's not a lot of names right now that you would send down for sure. Like unless you, you know, tell Vessi or someone, you know, you're going back down or you're injured, whatever the case is. So. I hope, you know, especially after this, I hope that opened their eyes and be like, okay, maybe we do need to take a look at this guy because they don't have a lot of dynamic arms like that. I guess swing and miss that, you know, they they have a lot of relievers that are good or have good numbers, but they don't necessarily have the dynamic relievers that they've had in years past. You know, they have Evan Phillips, who's who's really, really good. And then they have Shelby Miller and Ryan Brazier, like probably the next two that you feel more com- most comfortable with. But those guys, you know, Brazier's, gotten good results and, and struck out maybe some more than he had before, but he's not necessarily a guy that comes in here and expecting strikeouts per se. Shelby Miller was well, and you know, Grouter on it and those other guys, you, you know what the deal is with them. So this guy can come in and, you know, maybe give you a shot in the arm and, you know, he came in pumping. He, he hit 90, 90 or 
rounded up to 98. His first couple batters, 97.9 Juan Soto, 97.5 to Tatis. You know, then sat mid 90s the rest of the way. Amped it back up to 96 there in the last couple batters. But you know, if they could harness that and you get this guy in the postseason and the adrenaline's up, you could see him probably touch City 98, 99 for an inning. And if that changeup dives and dips like it did last night, it's hard not to envision that having at least some sort of value or at the very least an extended look here in the next you know three weeks. Yeah, they've still got Ryan Yarbrough's paternity leave they can use. They've got Gavin Stone, who they can send back down to the minors at some point. So there's ways to keep him in the big leagues. Even this, though, even if they send him to the minors, they, they've seen he's not going to be overwhelmed by the pressure of pitching in the big leagues. And, uh, you know, so maybe maybe they've seen enough, uh, but I think they probably want to see him in the big leagues a few more times and hopefully we'll get that chance. So I think that does it for us for today, right? Yep. All right. Thank you all for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Uh, especially thank you to our everydayers. Please become an everydayer if you're not. Remember, you can catch every Dodgers radio broadcast and on Sirius XM and the SXM app by searching for Dodgers. Uh, remember to comment on the YouTube comment section if you're watching on YouTube or to reach out to us. In other ways, if you're listening on the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked On Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince since 91. I'm on Twitter at Snydog. Our DMs are open. You can reach out to us there. Uh, you can also send us an email, LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com or shoot us a voicemail or a text message at 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.